Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I give you my word, this is normally a fairly political show. Just not so much today. <laughs> Did all kinds of that stuff in the first hour. Now, it's history time. We're going into a Labor Day weekend. Don't you want history? I want history. So look. You know what it's time to do? We're changing people's lives. But I'm not going to get into any hypotheoreticals. Be okay with that. That is something. I'm not going to get into hypotheoreticals. We're talking about La Noche de Triste. Uh, for you who don't, habla, that's called The Night of Sorrows. One of the great, creepiest, coolest historical stories ever. It's all right. It's all right. So let's, let's rewind. About 500 years ago. We're, we're back in the 1500s here. The Spanish take over Cuba. There's still all kinds of adventure and exploration going on at this time. They don't really know what's out there. What's an island? What's not an island? 
they start looking at Mexico. You know, if you look at a map, you see Cuba, they start doing all this exploration across the Sea of Mexico. They're still not sure when they first run into Mexico what they're dealing with. Is this an island? Is it not an island? What are we dealing with here? So they start sending explorers over there. Now, I say sending. It's not difficult to find them, let me be clear. Young men, then and now, crave adventure, a little danger, see the world. It's not a hard sell to a young Spanish man back then. We're going to explore an area other men have never seen, and you might die. For a lot of people, old men and women, that sounds awful. For young men, sign me up. Sounds good. Let's go do it. I have a shot at adventure and wealth. I'm going. Expeditions start going into Mexico. Not all of them come back. Not all of them come back whole either. They are finding out there are a bunch of very powerful, hostile native tribes in Mexico. All right, so let's pause on the Spanish for a moment. Let's go over to the Aztecs. Who are the Aztecs? This is an area with obviously a huge indigenous population and has had one for quite some time. The Aztecs, from what we know, they were a nomadic people from more north of Mexico City. And that was supposedly a very harsh terrain. They get down into the Valley of Mexico, Mexico City area. There are already all these powerful tribes there. And the Aztecs are thought of as barbarians. And probably rightfully so. They were a very warlike people and they loved human sacrifice. We'll get to more on that later. And I mean really, really loved human sacrifice. We're going to get actually very quickly. You know what? Let's do that right now on my favorite, second favorite historical story of all time. The uh, Aztecs, as they move their people into this area, they start to work for other tribes as mercenaries. They keep getting hired on. We need you to come fight these guys. Come fight those guys. Let's pause again. Fighting, oftentimes for the Aztecs, involves spears and something that was kind of a sword, a big wooden club that had obsidian, razor-sharp obsidian around the edges. Very good for slicing. Not so good for stabbing, but very good for slicing. Very, very sharp. Razor, razor sharp. Anyway, they get hired as mercenaries. They start to gain some power. They start to get in good with some of the real powerful tribes of the area. One of these tribes, the king of the, the people, decided he wanted to get closer with the Aztecs. The Aztecs agreed. And just as oftentimes has been done throughout history, the king married off his daughter to the Aztecs, not fully understanding just how horrific these people actually are. The Aztecs took this king's daughter, and instead of marrying her and making a bunch of princess babies with her, they killed her, tore out her heart, and skinned her. Once they skinned her, they kept her skin. This was all done as part of their religious ceremony, and for the Aztecs, they thought it was a great honor for her. They had a dinner with this king. The king shows up to dinner and eventually starts asking, Hey, where's my daughter? I remember teaching her how to ride a bicycle. I made that part up. Would love to see her again. How's she coming along? At which time the Aztecs walked out one of their priests who was wearing her skin. 
the king was uh, <clears throat> understandably upset and chose to remove himself and the Aztecs from the situation. The Aztecs, the story goes, were bewildered at why he would be upset. His daughter was given such an honor. Anyway, so that's the Aztecs. I'm not going to go over all the details because we have to get into La Noche de Triste, the Night of Sorrows. But the Aztecs will eventually figure out, hey, we're tougher than everyone here. They keep hiring us to go fight their wars. Why don't we just beat all them up and take over? They beat all them up and take over. Now this part is going to be important for our story about the Night of Sorrows, La Noche de Triste. There used to be a gigantic lake where Mexico City currently sits. The Aztecs decided they were going to build a city in the lake. If there's one historical city that no longer exists that I would see, it would be this city. It was known as Tenochtitlan. I'm sure I screwed that up, but that's pretty much how you say it. Tenochtitlan. And there were causeways you had to walk on, again, because it's in the middle of a gigantic lake to get out to it. Then the water's salty, I need to be clear. It's not, not fresh water. It's a salty water. They built floating gardens. They would weave things together with floating gardens of dirt that would suck up the water from the lake. But, and so they ended up building this gigantic city. We're talking 200,000, half a million, huge city in the middle of a lake that you had to take causeways to get to. And to get around the city, at least the outskirts of it, this is going to come into play in our story they were all about canoes, farming canoes. You'd be all about the canoes out there farming in your gardens, war canoes. If you were fighting with the other tribes that surrounded the lake, you'd have canoes, but they were had all these canoes and all these little mini waterways that would make entry into the city, little mini waterways that had been filled partially with stuff. So they were shallow. It just sounds like an amazing place. The Spanish themselves who were very, very arrogant, keep in mind, and very prideful of Europe and Spain in particular. The Spanish themselves said Tenochtitlan was more beautiful than any city they saw in Europe and more incredible than any city they saw in Europe. They'd never seen anything like it. In fact, well, we'll get to that at the very end. Now, now the Aztecs have taken over and the Aztecs are making a mistake that most horrific evil governments make. In fact, Joe Biden, Democrats, FBI, DOJ, and in fact, our evil communist system, they're all making this mistake currently here in the United States of America. And it is wild to me to look back at history, at all the endless examples of this, and to know that man never seems to learn his lesson. There is a great lesson for all of us. Be very, 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 very careful how you treat people you can abuse. This may apply to your life in your home. Maybe it applies to how you treat your kids, wife, husband. Maybe it applies to your work. Maybe you're in charge of people. Or maybe you're in charge of a nation. Be very careful, very, very careful how you treat people you can abuse. The Aztecs had other peoples around them here in Mexico, other indigenous peoples. They treated them horribly. How horribly? 
Well, remember I said human sacrifice? The Aztecs loved it. They would haul you up to the top of their pyramid. Everyone would watch. And they would make you dance oftentimes. And then they would lay you down on a stone tablet alive where they would take an obsidian knife and stab it into your chest and saw out your heart while you were still alive. Imagine how that would feel. By the way, the heart keeps beating for some time after you pull it out of your chest. Then, once they carved your heart out, they would throw your lifeless body down the steps of the pyramid where people would chop up your limbs and eat you. But the Aztecs didn't want to kill and eat each other, so they would routinely simply walk into any village of a people they had conquered and say, hey, that kid, he's coming with me. That lady coming with me. This person coming with me. Imagine how you would feel if that routinely happened. Imagine if that were your mother, your son, your daughter. What kind of anger would you feel towards the people who came in and routinely grabbed your people for sacrifice? That's how the Aztecs treated the people around them. Now, pause on them. We're going back to the Spanish. It's one of the great historical stories of all time. The Spanish have a task ahead of them, though, <clears throat> because they're outnumbered. What the Spanish are going to need to conquer these Aztecs is a lot of testosterone. You see, I can't verify, because I don't know exactly when Chalk started, I can't verify whether or not all the Spanish conquistadors were on male vitality stacks from Chalk, but I bet they all were. And I bet you, because Cortez was a man who valued the dollar, I bet you he went to choq.com and used the promo code JESSE so he could get subscriptions for all of his men 35% off. When you get a chalk subscription for a male vitality stack, you don't have to worry about reordering it. They automatically send it right to your home. And, well, you get a 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. So if you have to take on an evil indigenous tribe that's carving out the hearts of children, you will be ready. Chuck.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. But look at the inflation big picture. Overall inflation up nearly 16% from January 2021 when Biden first took office to last month. Do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about history? That's kind of depressing and I'm kind of done with it for the week. So we're going back to history. We're talking about, if you're just now joining us on the Jesse Kelly show, formerly a politically talk show, a political talk show, we're talking about La Noche de Triste, the night of sorrows or non Cortez and the Aztecs and all these other things. Anyway, so I just kind of set up the Aztecs. You want that? You're going to have to go back and listen to the podcast. I don't have time to recap all this stuff. We have other history things and some political things to get to. Anyway, now let's get to the Spanish. Brings us to Cortez. Cortez is an adventurous young man, swashbuckling young man, getting a little restless in Cuba. He was born in Spain. Uh, was a nightmare, apparently, for his parents as a child. Just a kid who was always into trouble, always into adventure. Finds himself on the high seas, eventually finds himself in Cuba. Does very well for himself in Cuba. He has an estate in Cuba. He's doing well, but this is a man who wants more. He puts together an expedition with the permission of the governor of Cuba. This, this is going to come into play. He, get, he puts together an expedition to go rescue another explorer who had gone missing in Mexico. 
Well, as the expedition is put together and ready, the other explorer who'd gone mis missing in Mexico actually returned. And so the governor of Cuba said, hey, Cortez, uh, no need to go. And Cortez said, oh, I'm going anyway. Disobeyed the governor's orders, probably murdered the guy who was sent to tell him not to go. They, were, they found his body in a ditch, I should note. And Cortez took off with his very illegal expedition to Mexico. He gets to Mexico. He promptly burns every ship but one so his men cannot return. He begins to work his way through Mexico. God, or I mean, I guess I don't know. I shouldn't speak for the good Lord. Somebody was smiling on Hernan Cortez because almost immediately when he gets there, he meets translators. He meets a woman who can translate a bunch of languages. He meets a Spanish guy who'd been captured by the Mayans who speaks a bunch of languages. So he's able to speak the language. He starts working his way through Mexico. The indigenous peoples there are mostly fighting him. There's a lot of fighting. He's winning. The Spanish have things they don't. Swords, armor, horses. That was a huge problem for the natives. They'd never even seen horses before, let alone fighting men on horseback with lances and dogs. The dogs really gave the indigenous people nightmares. The Spanish loved war dogs, these gigantic, massive war dogs that were supposed to be sick. Gosh, I want to see some war dogs. Anyway, the Spanish are fighting their way through. They're taking casualties. It's very hard going, but the Spanish are out seeking gold. Now, the head of the Aztecs at this time is a man by the name of Montezuma. You have, after all, heard of Montezuma's revenge, have you not? You go to Mexico, you make the mistake of drinking the tap water, you end up with the green apple splatters. That's called the Mon that's called Montezuma's revenge. Montezuma was the king of Me of the Aztecs at this time. He he's getting very worried about what he's hearing about these Spanish. He sends a delegation down there to the Spanish trying to essentially figure out what they want, buy them off maybe. Cortez in one of the all-time slimy moves that was brilliant. We should have named this guy Hernan Vivek. He tells, the, he tells the Aztecs, hey, here's the problem. It's nice to meet you, Aztecs. I heard you guys are great. I, I, my men, though, they have this horrible heart condition. They have a real disease. They have a condition of the heart, and we've discovered that gold can cure them. Do you know where the gold is? Do you happen to have any gold? The Aztecs, the delegation the Aztecs sent, made the all-time great mistake. Maybe we should name them GOP instead by not understanding who their opponent was. The Aztecs said, oh, gosh, yeah. No, we've got tons of gold. Here, take some of it. This is for your men. Well, now you just told the Spanish that you had tons of gold. Cortez, of course, fooled you. He fooled you. Cortez starts making his way to Tenochtitlan, the capital of the Aztecs. Now, remember when I said the Aztecs were abusing these people, the people around them, this one major tribe they abused all the time. Cortez gets in a fight with this tribe eventually makes peace with them, and this tribe decides they're going to fight with Cortez because Cortez has only, only got about 600 troops. Keep in mind, there are like two, 300,000 Aztecs. He's got like 600 Spanish troops. So this other tribe, very powerful, decide they're going to fight with him. Cortez goes into Tenochtitlan, ends up kidnapping Montezuma. He's welcomed into Tenochtitlan. They're stealing all the gold, taking all the women, abusing the Aztecs, but it's fairly peaceful for a time. Eventually, Cortez kidnaps Montezuma in his own city, holds him captive in a palace. This is going to lead us to the Night of Sorrows and essentially makes him his puppet. Hey, tell these people to do this. 
tell these people to do that. Now, eventually, remember when I said Cortez's expedition was illegal? The governor of Cuba starts swapping messages in secret with Montezuma, the head of the Aztecs, saying, what's Cortez doing? How many men does he have? Because they're plotting to take out Cortez together. Montezuma, for whatever reason, fesses up eventually to Cortez. Hey, I've been sending messages with the governor of Cuba. He's sending an expedition of Spaniards over here to kill you. Cortez has to figure out what to do. He doesn't know what to do because he doesn't have enough troops to go fight the new Spanish while at the same time securing the city. He leaves a guy behind in Tenochtitlan and a bunch of men with him and then splits his troops and takes half of his troops to go fight the Spanish who are coming to arrest him and take him back. That will lead us to the Night of Sorrows and then I swear we'll move on to other things on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. What Cortez really needed wasn't Montezuma, though. What he needed was Oxford Gold Group. If he had just made a phone call, he could have had all the gold in the world he wanted not only delivered, delivered to his front door right there in Tenochtitlan. Oxford Gold will send you, Hernan, all the gold and silver is available. This, this service is available. Why would you not take advantage of it? There's no need to get in this big war and die and torture and death. Make a phone call, Cortez. 833-995-GOLD and Oxford Gold will hook you and Hernan Cortez up with all the gold or silver coins you need to make sure you're not wiped out when these people kill the dollar. They'll also get it in your 401k, an IRA. I don't know if Cortez had an IRA plan for his men on his expedition, but Oxford Gold could have taken care of that too with one phone call. And he could have told him, hey, Jesse told you to call, and they would have taken better care of him. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, World War III that sadly may be coming? Look, precious metals, you need them for various reasons. You want tangible currency on hand, a portfolio diversification strategy. It's a hedge against inflation. You need value, stored value that stands the test of time. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver easy and simple. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Is the Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday? Remember, you can email the show Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Trying to finish up our story. Look, the show, we did heavy political stuff in the first hour. It's been nothing but history ever since. I can't guarantee we're ever going to actually get past any back to any politics today. Why? It's Friday, man, and it's been so heavy, and there are all the arrests and stuff. we got a Labor Day weekend, and dang it, I'm in a mood. <laughs> so now, let's continue on. We're talking about, right now, Cortez, and we're getting to the Night of Sorrows. Cortez, or non Cortez, and the, the uh, war with the Aztecs. Okay, so Cortez has to leave a force behind in Tenochtitlan, capital of the Aztecs, to kind of watch things there, keep Montezuma in captivity, Maintain the peace back there with the Aztecs while he goes to fight the Spanish who are coming to arrest him. Let's deal with the Cortez part first. It, it, the dude is just, he's just all guts. He gets to where the Spanish are. The Spanish who are coming to arrest him are apparently on top of some pyramid. It's Again, I cannot believe this hasn't been a movie or a TV series. It's at night and it's dumping rain. The Spanish who are on the pyramid are therefore pretty relaxed because they think there's no way he's going to come attack us tonight, definitely not at night, and definitely not in the rain. Oh, but that's where he's wrong because we're dealing with Cortez. 
He decides to use the cover of night and the noise of the rain to sneak up. Cortez and his men sneaking up the pyramid at night in the rain, straight out of the movies with freaking daggers in their teeth, swords out, ready to go. They surprise attack the Spanish who are there to attack them. They kill a bunch of them, but then eventually a bunch of them just decide, hey, we'll just come join you. We'll join your team. So Cortez gets reinforcements from the Spanish who were sent to, to, to back him up. Pretty good, right? Going pretty well for Cortez. Ah, Things weren't going that well, though, back in Tenochtitlan. Because the guy he left in charge, I'm doing this off the top of my head, forgive me. I think his name's Alvarado, if I remember right. The guy he left in charge at Tenochtitlan, rightly or wrongly, who knows, descended on a bunch of Aztecs and killed them while they were doing a ceremony there, a human sacrifice ceremony. The the Spanish had told them, no more human sacrifice. The Aztecs decided they needed to. The Spanish killed a bunch of them. The Aztecs rebel. They rebel against everybody. They essentially corral the Spanish into some palace where the Spanish had been staying. They try to get in and kill them. The, The Spanish kept fighting them off. But these men are now staying inside the palace, starving, surrounded by angry Aztecs in the middle of Tenochtitlan. Hernan Cortez finally gets back and gets into the palace. He comes back, he has all these reinforcements. Everything's gone to crap while he was gone. It was peaceful when he left. Now the city's in absolute rebellion against him, and they're all trying to kill them. They're now all in this palace And they're in the middle of the city. Remember, the causeways, this is a city in the middle of a lake. Causeways, major causeways you have to cross. Bridges you have to cross to even get to the city. And then little mini waterways all throughout the city. And Cortez, Cortez just doesn't even know where to begin. What they do know is this. They have to get out. They have to get out of this city or they're all going to die. They're all going to end up with their hearts being carved out of their chests at the top of a temple And nobody wants that fate. They come up with the plan. That brings us to the Night of Sorrows. They're going to sneak out of the city at night. The plan is to sneak out and then regroup once they finally escape. They go through unbelievable lengths to try to make themselves quiet. They even have horses still. They're putting, uh, I forget what it was, some kind of cloth on the hooves of their horses so they don't make any sound on the stone. They're trying to sneak out of the city. Tell me this wouldn't be an incredible Hollywood movie. They load themselves down because remember, they're all there for the gold. They load themselves down with as much gold as they can possibly carry and they make their breakout. And it's working. They're sneaking out of the palace And they're making their way as silently as possible, these hundreds of Spanish conquistadors through the city with their quiet horses and the gold all over them. And finally, in the middle of the night, a woman happens to see them. I don't remember what she was doing, fishing, out gathering stuff. It's the middle of the night. I think it was midnight. She sees them as they're sneaking through the streets, starts screaming and sounds the alarm. Soon, it looks like a scene out of a horror movie. 
Aztec warriors pouring out from everywhere to attack the Spanish, who now with crossbows, muskets, and swords and spears are fighting their way through the city, trying to get out. They're falling into the lake, laden with gold, drowning in the lake. They're losing all their gold in the bottom of the lake. Remember I said the little waterways going into it. They're sending war canoes full of warriors in and around the Spanish, trying to surround them as the Spanish are fighting their way out of the city. They almost got Cortez a million times, but they were trying so hard to capture him so they could sacrifice him instead of killing him that they ended up not getting him. If they just wanted to kill him, he was in the water at one point in time. If they ended up just if they wanted to kill him, they could have just killed him and should have. But again, they were trying to capture him for sacrifice. Cortez escapes. Hundreds of his men died, but they do end up getting out of Tenochtitlan. And that is La Noche de Triste, the Night of Sorrows. Cortez eventually regrouped, gathered up the tribes, laid siege to Tenochtitlan, came back in, fought another battle, which I could go over. I'll do that another time through the city where he essentially had to destroy the city to conquer it. They were hiding on the rooftops and everything else. So he just burnt every building down on the way by broke his heart by the way, because he wanted to give the city as a gift to King Charles of Spain, but he pretty much had to destroy it. But that, so eventually he won the war, but that is the night of sorrows. And that is a bit of history here on the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday. And I don't even think we're done with that history. I want to do this, though, again, because he deserves it. These families deserve it. I want to once again play this gold star father yelling about how Biden conducted himself when our 13 warriors, when their bodies were offloaded. In reference to the checking of his watch, that didn't happen just once. That happened on every single one that came out of that airplane. It happened on every single one of them. They would release the salute, and he looked down at his watch. On every last one, all 13, he looked down at his watch. Just, that's why we're doing some history and other stuff today. I'm so disgusted by this government, by the people who run this country now. The the abuses, the disrespect. Look, back to what I was talking about, about the Aztecs. The Aztecs... They defeat Cortez and defeat him probably easily if it wasn't for that gigantic tribe that fought with Cortez. Thousands and thousands of warriors fought alongside Cortez against the Aztecs because they were sick and tired of being abused. Evil governments, they can never seem to figure out, don't abuse the people. Don't abuse the people. You know what else evil governments can never figure out? Evil corrupt governments, they can never wrap their mind around how important it is to have a decent towel set at home. Of what, Chris? All USA cotton. Evil governments can't figure that out. Good people like you have already figured that out. I'm sure you already have your six-piece towel set from my pillow. Two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. I'm sure you already bought it recently considering they're on sale, mega sale, Normally $79.98 right now for a limited time. I need to stress that. Limited time. 
$39.99. Last time they did this, it sold out. It's going to sell out again this time. It does it every time they do this 50% off thing. The towels, they're the best towels I've ever had in my life. But you can't get 50% off and you can't have decent towels if you don't go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, radio listener special square, promo code JESSE. Or call them. It's, look, it's my pillow, man. It's, it's, it's our people. They're wonderful on the phone. 800-845-0544. Go get your towel set. More Ask Dr. Jesse next. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So Bill Nye's this nut job. Bill Nye, the science guy, was what is, I, I'm assuming that's what he's still known as. And, you know, Chris and Michael, they put together an audio list for me every day. I come up with a bunch of audio I like. They come up with audio they like. We come up with an audio list with really, really heady stuff like this. No, seriously, we have an audio list every day of what's the latest and greatest. What are the clips and stuff? And look, there are clips that really speak to the heart. Why are you gay? And then there are other clips on the show that kind of expand our horizon. But the fresh clips every day. They keep putting this Bill Nye clip on there. And I keep ignoring it. And finally, they both kind of jumped me today about it. Why don't you play the Bill Nye clip? And I said, nobody gives a crap about Bill Nye. And they inform me that I am wrong, that young people actually listen when Bill Nye speaks. That floors me, especially because he's a freaking nut job. So everybody, uh, it's very difficult to tie any specific weather event to climate change. But if you like to worry about things, this is a great time. But this may be the beginning of things. And people like to throw around the expression new normal. Well, it's not really, it's not going to be normal. It's just going to get worse and worse, probably. What we can all do about it, I say this all the time, is vote. Yeah, that's Bill Nye, apparently influential Bill Nye, once again spreading all that fear out there and telling people, because he's a religious leader, telling his flock that if they want the kind of society they want, that they can find it, at the voting booth. Now, is your pastor going to speak like that on Sunday? Or is it going to be a bunch of turn the other cheek? If you think you if you think your whole congregation is going to turn the other cheek while these people are activists, well, I know how this story ends and it ain't good. All right, let's move on. Jesse I'm a mailman in the city west of Boston, Massachusetts. Five years I've been informing people of the commie direction of our country. When I talk to people and find out uh, and find out they want to know more, I show them on my phone articles and websites to read. It's amazing how little knowledge many adults have about the world situation. He's talking about Agenda 2030, WEF, all stuff we talk about. Klaus Schwab. I say I always show your fo- I always say your show first for them to listen to. I won't buy from companies that use my money against me. I've used Pure Talk for three years from now. For three years now. Thank you for fighting with us. Look, he talks about how unaware Norm is. And Norma is. And I see it. Because I don't hang out with political people, ma'am. I know you probably see it. I see it. I'm stunned at the lack of knowledge in normal people. And not just... Now, let me clarify Not even people who are totally uninterested in politics. That's one thing. 
but friends, family members of mine who, quote, follow politics, they don't have any idea about what's going on. You, you might think I'm just being nice to you, which I would hope you know me by now to know that I'm not a nice person anyway. When I try to explain that you're the tip of the spear, the 1%, you don't fully realize how hyper-informed you are compared to the rest of the population. That's why I have encouraged you to run for office, and I've tried to bat down this notion that people say when I do that, when they say, I can't, I'm just a blank. I'm just a truck driver. I'm just a housewife. I'm just a construction. I'm just a blank. No, the idiots that are in there are the people who don't know anything. You're the one who knows what's right and wrong and where we have to go. You're the one, not the person beside you. You're the one. Soon to be half a butthead. That's, you know, that's not nice. That's not very nice. He's talking, I've only got one day left with hair. Um, I, I'm going to tell you something. I think I just decided. I was going to do it tomorrow or Sunday. I think I'm going to do it tonight. Why do I want to go home? No, I don't have a time yet, Michael. I don't have a time yet. The wife is going to be doing it. It's a, I think I'm going to eat first. I think I'm going to eat first. Oh, am I going to film it? Well, why are you making the spoon thing? It's not 1940. We don't have to have that. Okay, am I going to film it? Uh, why would I film it? Well, see, here's what we have tonight. My youngest son, Luke, it's his 13th birthday. I promised him I would take him someplace nice. We are going out to Red Lobster after the show. I think I'm going to shave it after that. That way, Red Lobster, it can be kind of the final meal. My last meal with hair. I think that's only appropriate. What, Michael? What's my favorite memory with my hair? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. We've been together so long. You know, when I was a kid, see, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who doubts how white trash I am. But in case you were wondering, when I was a kid, do you remember rat tails? Does anybody remember rat tails? When I was a kid, I grew a little rat tail. Um, oh, I did. When I was a kid, I, oh, not too long, Chris, my dad would have tore it off. In fact, I think I had to hide it from him. I think it was only three or four inches long. But when I was a kid, I grew a rat tail in my hair. And I remember those times as a kid, a mom would take me to cost cutters in the mall to get my hair cut. And oftentimes the haircut ladies, they would hurt me and they would like bounce the clippers and stuff off my head because none of those people care about what they're doing. And I remember what great preparation that was for boot camp when they abused you, when they cut your hair. At one point in time, I decided I was going to slick back my hair. I think this is junior high or something like that. So I just slathered it up with a bunch of gel stuff. You know, you're doing anything you can to try to get pretty girls at that point in time. And I tried to slick it back. I don't remember that lasting very long because it wouldn't stay back. It eventually just spiked up during the day. So it'd stay slick back for an hour. But I mean, me and this hair, I just, I'm going to miss him. That's all. I'm, I'm going to miss him. No, I'm kidding. I'm good. I am. I'm going to miss having hair. But I think, I think a big part of me is going to enjoy the low maintenance-ness. I don't think that's the word, but it is now the low maintenance-ness of being buzzed, going bald. You can't say it's not bald. It is bald when I'm buzzing the hair down. All right. Focus. Everyone focus. Let's talk. Politics and 
Can I do some more history with me? You like doing a little more history? Hang on. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.